Welcome to episode five of You're Not Alone with Miss Pam. This episode is titled, Is Jesus Someone I Can Trust With My Life? Hello, young warriors. You may question, why do I call you a young warrior? Let me explain. In this life, there is a war going on between good and evil. This war is everywhere and any age is subjected to it. All of us are affected in some way by this constant battle. Many times, the effects begin inside of us before they are expressed outside. So you and I may walk around looking like everything is okay on the outside, but on the inside, we carry the pain of various wounds. It may be depression, loneliness, fear, anger, anxiety, worry, shame, or something else. Whatever the wound, you know you are hurting. Again, I want to remind you that you're not alone to overcome the challenges you face in life, regardless if it is internal or external. The God who made you desires to help you and heal you. Why? so you can live in love, confidence, and peace, knowing that God is with you and for you. I have two stories in this episode to share with you. Each story shows a young person facing a similar dilemma. See if you relate to either one of these stories as you listen to both of them. Story number one. I started living with my grandmother while attending middle school. Grandma was forced to take me in because my mom left me at her house and did not return. Instead of appreciating my grandmother, I embarrassed her and disappointed her constantly. At school, I was constantly fighting students and disrespecting teachers. At home, I would eat, sleep, and get dressed. I stayed out late with my friends whenever I felt like it. My grandma's too old and tired to raise me anyway. The way I see it, I am responsible for myself, and I have to look out for me. Some of my relatives have said that I am a trifling freeloader and my grandma should put me out. They don't know what they're talking about. I have my ways of of making my own money. Petty theft came in handy, especially during holiday times. 
All of this came to an abrupt end when the cops picked me up for stealing a car. I guess those relatives are glad I got caught. The court sentenced me to two years in a juvenile detention home. My grandma cried when she heard the sentence. She doesn't need to cry for me. I can take care of myself. Story number two. Where are we going this time? I asked my social worker as we got in her car. She started driving and telling me that the older I get, the harder it is for her to place me in a foster home. I stayed in my first home two years. However, the woman became very ill and her husband could not take care of her and three foster kids. So we were moved. In my second home, I lived with this single parent who had two of her own kids and two of us foster kids. She didn't mind letting us know that she only cared about the money and free labor, not us. To her, we foster kids were her maids and cooks. If we complained, she called us lazy, trifling, and ungrateful. So I gave her a run for her money. I stole from her whenever I could. She finally had enough of me and told the social worker to get me out of her house. So now we are headed to a third home. As the social worker parks in front of the house, she warns me, don't blow it with this family. I hope she told this family, don't blow it with me. While teaching in a public school, I had a student who preferred to live on the streets than live with her aunt, who was her guardian. She transferred to our school from out of state, so the staff was not aware of her prior history. After attending school for a few weeks, one day she decides not to go home. Instead, she went to another part of the city, causing her aunt, the school staff, and the police to be worried and concerned about her whereabouts. After one week, she was found safe in spite of her living on the streets. When she returned to school, I had a conversation with her about the dangers of running away. She told me she could take care of herself and she was not afraid to live out there. I asked her, but what about your auntie? She replied, what about her? Anyone who has been rejected, abandoned, or neglected knows that it hurts, especially when the person you trusted has turned their back on you. If nobody wants me, then I don't need anybody. These may not be your exact words, but maybe this is how you feel. So you decide to protect and provide for yourself by whatever means you come up with. Lying, stealing, disobeying authority, and sometimes hating others 
and hating yourself. What you don't realize is that these acts of retaliation are causing you to sin against God. Even though God still loves you, your heart becomes harder and colder to trust man or God. So it is logical that you are skeptical to trust Jesus with your life. You may wonder, how is he any better or different than the others? What can Jesus do for me? First of all, there is no comparison between Jesus, the Son of God, and your parent or guardian who has disappointed you. Since Jesus Christ is the Son of God, he has all power and authority to give you a new life in God's family. Just listen to God's word explain why he sent Jesus for us. After you listen, you decide if you want to trust Jesus with your life. God's word says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. All that the Father gives me, Jesus, will come to me, and whoever comes to Jesus, he will never drive away. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. This is such good news. I will read these verses again. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. All that the Father gives me to Jesus will come to Jesus, and whoever comes to Jesus, he will never drive away. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun.
Do you want to trust your life to Jesus? Do you want Jesus to give you a brand new life? If so, please pray with me. Father God, I believe your word that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save me. I believe your word that Jesus came and died for my sins. I believe that only Jesus can make me a member of God's family. I confess that I have been doing wrong things and I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. I confess that I need your power, Jesus, to live a new life. Jesus, come into my life and make me a brand new person on the inside, now and forever. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. If this is the first time you have asked Jesus in your life, let me be the first to say, welcome to the family of God. The God who made you now lives in you forever. This fifth episode was inspired by God's word. John 3.16, John chapter 6, verse 37, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, from the New International Version, and 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 21, from the New Living Translation. If you have any questions or comments, please email me. My email is you, not alone, for life at gmail.com. Y-O-U-N-O-T-A-L-O-N-E, the number four, L-I-F-E, at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will join me for the next episode of You're Not Alone.